Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And joining me uh, today, I've got a, a hip hop artist, um, formerly known as A Will. Uh, <laughs> now he's uh, going as Playtime, and his debut song, uh, Guide You, came out just a couple weeks ago. I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. So, Playtime, uh, thank you for joining me today. Man, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. Long-awaited. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine, my friend. This is like a new, um, it's like a new milestone in my career now. You got, right. you know, certain plays on SoundCloud, certain plays on Spotify. Made it to interview with Ben. Like, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really top that. So, oh man, <laughs> I pretty much hit my peak now. <laughs> Bro, I'm still in my pajamas. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that, but. I mean, honestly, I'm just uh, trying to get around to everybody, like everyone, no, I love uh, I love everyone, everyone who's uh, making something out of nothing um, and is genuine about it uh, deserves a platform. Um, and I first heard of you um, kind of like, I mean, it was sometime last year because like I was uh, reaching out into the music scene and finding all these new artists. Like that was when I started writing for Breaking and Entering. But mm-hmm. then um, I saw you did an interview with Tyree um oh yeah shout out Tyree Pope shout out to Tyree kicking it with Tyree um and that was when I was like oh okay well um seems seems dope and fun to sit down with so uh I'm trying to get him on my shit um (laughs) so to start um how's your day going so far today man my day so far has been great woke up um that's always a great sign uh, so I woke up this morning and I first thing I did was my normal routine when I got um, I wake up in the morning, I make some coffee and I come downstairs in the laboratory and I just just start cranking on music and I just start recording right away as soon as I wake up before I even eat. So literally I've been doing that for two, three hours and then until you call and that's pretty much going to be the rest of my day. That is a in in the from the uh, scope of an artist uh it sounds like you don't work a day in your life with that kind of, uh, <laughs> with that life i mean that sounds pretty decent man you know what i honestly a lot of uh a lot of my like my mindset lately has been trying to you know since i've changed my name a lot of what i've been focusing on is trying to just fine tune the sound and try to find different pockets and, and just different comfort levels and 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 like new new sounds to play with and uh so a lot of you know a lot of my concentration really has been on just trying to because to me the recording process is probably the easiest part of making music you know been doing it for so long now it's just more so about finding the melodies finding the right way to use my voice and things like that so that's really where the work comes in for me now because you know it's not really the writing process it's not really the mixing process or even the beat selection it's really just how to make sure the song sounds good in the best way that it song is so so that's kind of where my work i guess you could say when it comes to recording now is, is mostly um where a lot of that is like the heavy lifting is, is doing right there for sure yeah yeah you're, you're perfecting the nuances mm-hmm. you know you're you're looking into like the reaching new levels from where you already are and i mean that's the best way to keep building and um that's great to hear man i'm excited to talk about your uh <clears throat> your rebranding and stuff and you know sort of the let's get into uh, it the new wave yeah so yeah what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and um yeah man i mean we've covered you a bunch on breaking and entering um 
I know you had a very, uh, you dropped an album last year yeah. and you've dropped a number of songs this year as well. Um, a couple of visuals as well. And then um, you became Playtime. I'm like, man, I really got to know uh, what's this man on? So <laughs> <laughs> I never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to get to the bottom of this and have you on the show. So before we talk about what's going on today, um, uh, let's take it back a little bit. So okay. are you originally from Milwaukee? Uh, technically, my birth certificate is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. But I am a Midwest baby because I, I was born in Minnesota and soon migrated over the border um, at a very young age. And we've been in Milwaukee long enough to claim it as home. So I've been here in Milwaukee since I was six, six years old. So, you know, I wasn't born here, but I was raised here for sure. I mean, I got you. I'm from Chicago area, but I've only been here for six years. Mm -hmm. um, but I still think Milwaukee's like, you know, it can be your city as long as you accept it for all of its flaws and all of its, but embrace it all the same. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful, ugly is the way I like to look at it. Like, it's, um, you know, not to say the city is ugly in a literal sense, but in a metaphorical sense, you know, it's, you know, it's to the outside world, you know, we're depicted a certain way, I feel like, to certain demographics, we're depicted a certain way, but to the people who live here, you know, you know, you know, there's the bad, but there's a lot of good that complements each other, and it wouldn't be Milwaukee without a mix of both, you know what I mean? That's kind of what gives it its identity. You know, yeah. we're so close to Chicago, we're so close to Minneapolis, so close to Indianapolis, so close to Detroit, but, but you know, it can be very easy for us to kind of be overlooked, you know, yeah. culturally, musically, doesn't matter, but um, I think, I really do think the people are what make Milwaukee, Milwaukee, honestly, and, oh, yeah. and that's why I say it's a beautiful, ugly, and that, the people would be probably one of the more beautiful things about Milwaukee, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think there's something for everyone here, you know, no matter what you're looking for, or no matter what your niche is, um, you know, I, I think this, there's, there's so many different um, spheres of creativity that people have uh, really like um, actualized in the city. And, you know, I think that we got a great culture you know i think we got a great um great sound coming out of out of here i think that we are like we are learning to um recognize milwaukee as a music city and that's what alan and i's um philosophy is for breaking entering is our mission is to you know make milwaukee something that somewhere where people that love music can find a home in um and uh you know i think there's just so much a, a rich like gold mine of of people creating and uh, you know making something out of nothing here so you guys do a great job of like of capturing that i feel like you're always you know breaking the inner is always been my go-to as far as just trying to keep up with who's got what out or just what's going on um whether it be a new song new release new show you know, just all the things you guys cover, you guys, and actually the funny thing is, um, there have been times where stuff is missing my, and I, I like to stay afloat, so thing, things usually catch my radar, but when they don't, I'm so surprised, like, you guys are on it, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it, it takes almost no time for you guys to pick something up, and to me, 
you know, the thing I love about breaking and entering the most and, and what you guys do over there is, is there is no lane that you guys have. It's, there's, it's all encompassing. Like everybody can be involved in this, you know what I mean, in this platform for everybody from here to see and eventually for everybody across the Midwest, across the country to see and be a part of it too. So I, I like that you guys are very selective with what you cover. It's this is Milwaukee as a whole. This is what's coming out of here. It's not this is what we want you to see. This is right. what is here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I don't believe in the hierarchy of of any uh, of um, creative um, expression. You know, I I I don't subscribe to that at all. I think whether you're making music in your bedroom or you're playing sold out venues, you deserve all the same platform. Everyone has you know that same level of recognition because mm-hmm. you know we won't we wouldn't be what we are without all of it. So. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, so tell me a little bit about when you started, like, kind of finding music as a as a creative outlet for yourself. Man, it's kind of a layered answer, but I'll give you the skinny. So um, years ago, well, when I, ever since I was a kid, I've always been into creative writing. It's always been like a thing of mine, just writing, whether it be fictional, nonfiction. I mean, yeah, fiction, nonfiction, or just whatever it is. Um, you know, I've always just been into writing and, and making words kind of move people in some kind of way. So as I got older, uh, once I started going to toward like the end of high school, started going into college, I started doing spoken word poetry. And from there, it kind of slowly transitioned around when I was 19. Um, actually, actually, five years ago this month is when I first, first made my first rap song. So... Yes. Five years ago, I started slowly transitioning into into music. Um, that was probably the only time I ever accepted peer pressure and actually enjoyed because my friends uh, are the ones who pressured me into recording with them and just kind of getting familiar with rapping on beats and things like that in the dorm rooms and things. So um, around that time in like my sophomore year of college is when I started taking uh initiative towards creating music but before that i would say music has probably always been one of the most constant things in my life since i was a child uh whether it be musicals and performing in plays and things like that whether it be just at home dancing and singing to us on the radio buying cds every week you know um i i come from the cassette era still so i had a bunch of cassettes i had my walkman all the time you know you most times you'll probably never catch me without headphones. There was a point in my life where I maybe like when Skull Candies first came out and Beats first came out, I always had headphones on, always listening to music, was always listening to, you know, always download mixtapes and you know, all these types. I was on LimeWire heavy, you know what I mean? Like I just music yeah. has always been just very yeah. important to me just because it, it it's a stress reliever. It's in um it's a mood setter, you know, whatever I need it to be, it can be there for me. And music of all genres has been has been just very, very key and vital to me. And so, and I've always loved performing. So once I started, um, you know, doing more poetry and writing and things, like I said, it was just really a natural evolution. It just kind of felt like it was inside of me. I just had to learn how to actually do it properly and make it sound good. Totally dope. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I could imagine that being um, a pretty organic and natural um, acquiring um, of that of that skill set to like be to begin with the creative writing, mm-hmm. and then um, you know organically uh, kind of 
transition into making music. So that being said, so five years ago, well, what was your first song that you did make? <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> my first song. Oh man, I, you know what? Up until like last year, I had that verse memorized, but it was a verse that I wrote over a beat that a friend of mine who made beats made in his dorm. And that's actually who's I still have the video of me recording it and everything. I still have the audio and everything on my phone, but I, I only listen to that when I need to humble myself. <laughs> but my first song that I ever released, it's called, it's actually still on the internet, it's on my YouTube page, but uh, it's called. It was called Bittersweet. Um, all my old music is actually still out there. I, I never believed in deleting it on my old stuff to make way for the new stuff. But I came from versus where I'm at now because to me, it makes the music sound so much better than you can kind of see where it started. But the first song I ever made was called Bittersweet. And you can just hear the poetry, I guess. Um, but like, there's a slight melody in it, but it's all rapping. But the next song after that is actually called Lost. And that song is mostly singing, which it's kind of like I've always done like the singing and rapping and kind of harmonizing and stuff. And so that's also another thing that's been slowly evolving with me. Like, you know, now it's a lot less rapping and a lot more singing and melodies and harmonies and things like that. But it's it's in the original music if you go back and listen. Bittersweet by A. Will the Great and Lost by A. Will the Great. It's still out there on the interwebs for people to go check out. Just don't ask me for the link because I don't want to purposely embarrass myself like that. <laughs> I, um, I yeah um i share your sentiment about um <laughs> about not deleting your early stuff no matter how much you might cringe at it it's like i mean mm -hmm. i think about i think about my early episodes i think about even how like the first six months i was doing this show and like for one i look like a fucking baby like that was that was before i had a beard and everything but also like you know i i don't believe in like you know because once it's out there it's out there you know mm -hmm. and like i don't believe in you know there's, there's no shame or hiding that um you know that era of like you when you were still learning and kind of still like navigating like your like kind of your approach to it and um, I feel like it just, you know, it would uh, it would diminish like my authenticity as a creative today if I tried to like hide like that side, you know, that that uh, era that I was still learning a lot. And um, that's why, like, you know, my friends, like when they like delete all their old shit, like, I mean, I, I get it, you know, like sometimes you just really don't want to like, you know be reminded of like all the things you didn't know at the time but at the same time like i mean that's all part of being a creative is that you're a constant you're you're uh, perpetually a student to what you do no matter how good you get you know exactly and the thing is for me i've always looked at it like you know a lot of people don't realize man that you might you know, as artists it's very easy you know whether it be a show like an old show of yours or an old song of mine, you know, it's very easy to critique yourself, but forget that you're making music not for you. I mean, well, you make music for yourself and you, you do things for yourself, but the purpose of releasing it is for people to enjoy and people to consume. So if you take that away from them, you're taking away your credibility as that artist, because now I don't have 
you know, I can't go back and listen to the things that I like or or compare you to your old work. You know, you might you might think what you're doing now is great and it just totally diminishes what you used to do, but there are probably people who still go back and watch those old episodes. I know people who still hit me about songs that I dropped three, four years ago that you wouldn't catch me ever doing now. It's yeah. when, when are you gonna play that? Or when are you gonna do this? Like, you know, so you gotta kinda let people enjoy what they like. And that that's also why I've kind of moved in phases almost. Like when I very, very first started, it was A Will's Great. You know, all the songs I was making, all the things I have out are still titled A Will's Great. But then I hit a point where I was like, you know what? I have to make a change. I just feel different now, but I don't wanna get rid of the stuff I used to do. I don't wanna take down the stuff I made. I just want to evolve into the next level of me. And that became a will. And then most, you know what I'm saying? That music started happening. Then recently I hit another another milestone. I just feel like, you know what? I'm completely different now. Nothing is about to be the same anymore. You know, I'm I'm doing a complete 180 as far as style, sound, look, and everything. But I still don't want to take down all the old stuff that I got. I still have a lot of great stuff that's out that people really enjoy. I still have a lot of great things for people to go consume. Why take that away from them and give them something they don't, you know, they may not approve of right away. You know, for all I know, I could rebrand and nobody like what I do. And then if I take away what I gave them that they like, you know what I mean? Now I have nothing to give people who support me. So, so you know, I, I do believe in keeping everything up, man. It's very important to the creative growth. Man. It, it, it means a lot. And it, it definitely plays off in the, in the long run, too. It's just how you build your, your legacy, especially right. in this digital world. It's, it's, it's you know... You don't have to worry about an uh, album or record getting lost in a used record store in the middle of a nowhere town. You can go online and still listen to old stuff, still you know collect money from your old work. Why, why get rid of it? Why why rob myself if I don't have to? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like you know, you can recognize like how far you've come when you do uh, when you might revisit something like that. Like you know, years on. You know. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> That all being said, um, how did you become a Will the Great originally? <laughs> That's actually a name that I had in high school, believe it or not. I've always been a Will. It's just kind of like my uh, main Cole is J. Cole. It's just always been my name condensed. But the Great came from, uh, uh, it was a mixture of Alexander the Great and Charlemagne the God. Uh, just kind of com- combining those names together and the, the attitude and the... Um, Kind of just building a persona, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, that, that name is actually quite ancient. <laughs> Those yeah. who, who've known me forever still call me that for some some reason. Unbeknownst to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know I feel that. Um, so your, yeah, and your last record as AOL that came out last year. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about like, where you were at at the time, like when that came uh, out? Sweatpants in the summertime? Yeah. Okay. Um, so last March, I released an album, which was the second or third album, however you want to look at it. It was the second full-length album. Um, but I released an album called Sweatpants in the Summertime. And the funny backstory behind that is it, it started the summer before. I was in my head one day, and I was just like, you know what? I want to do something with more of a R&B vibe to it or something with more of a bounce to it, but in my own way, some summertime fun music. And so during that fall and some end of the summer, I was 
recording a bunch of different music, singing a little bit more. And then I had this little EP ready to go, about six or seven songs or whatever. And I was in college sweatpants in the summertime, because if you know me, I wear sweatpants literally any, everywhere, all the time. I have like a collection of sweatpants. So that's, that's just what I wear. I like to be, you know, I like to be comfortable. So I said, I'm gonna call it sweatpants in the summertime, give it a nice name. And literally after I got the project done, recorded, pressed and ready to go, before I could send it out, um, I had, I'd gotten my laptop and my hard drive with all my files were stolen. And yeah, literally hundreds of songs just gone, wiped out. So I was kind of in a rut at the time, financially, emotionally, uh, relationships at the time weren't the best, I guess you could say. And so I had to kind of put all of that into the music and that six song EP ended up being extended to a 13 song album. I was originally give away, I mean, just give up on that whole idea of even redoing the thing. Then I thought about it and said, you know what, there's a story to tell in here. There's a message to get off and there's feelings I need to, to you know, get out of my system. And the only way I know how to do that properly is, is music and rapping and writing. So that's how that album actually transformed into the album it became. It, uh, seven songs after it was originally made. Uh, it was just life, man. Life really wrote that project for me. And I think after I released it, I just started seeing changes because it was like, that was probably some, well, all my music is personal in a sense, but that was as far as, that was so fresh in the moment, as far as just how I was feeling with all these things kind of piling on top of each other, and, you know, losing and, and gaining at an unequal ratio, you know what I mean? And I just, I just really feel like a lot that resonated with a lot of people because you can, you can feel it, you can hear it. It's very authentic. And I tried to keep it as raw as possible as far as just, you know, taking you there without, without being there, I guess is the best way to put that. I was, I was trying to take you to the same place I was at when I got the laptop stolen. When me and my girl were fighting, when me and my friends weren't getting along, when, things just weren't working out, you know what I mean? So that's what Pants in the Summertime album is actually, I debated on changing the name to A Will from, I mean, to Playtime, because I I love that album. I still go back and play it a lot, but I really that do love it. That fucking dope, bro. I thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. I was listening to that before we started recording. Um, yeah, man, uh, it's a real crushing blow to your spirit when something like that happens, like to the point where it's like, man, I want to walk away from this. I don't ever want to see it again. I don't ever want to think <laughs> it again. I don't, I don't want to be a creative. I'm I like music is canceled type shit, but it was very close to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel that bro. Like that's, um, you know, that's how I felt when, uh, things have like things that were so like ready to go, just get like somehow, tarnished or wasted or mm -hmm. in your case you know just robbed of you mm -hmm. um the, the feeling of defeat you get from that is enough to like you know make you question you know doing it again because you are so like you, you want to protect yourself from that point on from getting hurt yeah. like that again and yeah, uh, it's sure. it's a shitty feeling but but i like how i think you responded to it in the best possible way 
which was to pick up the pieces, do it over, but then do, do it even better than you did the first time yep. with a with twice as long of uh, content. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I felt like, you know, I, that was really a test for me. Um, that moment was, that was the moment where I went from wondering if things were going to work, if things are even worth it to, once that happened and then the like leading up to making that album what it was, everything after that was pretty much like clarity for me. It's like, yep, this is it. Because I, I was I was far long enough to have felt, you know, like I wasted time, like things were robbed from me, like my baby was taken out of my hands. But then I was also at the point where I had invested enough money, time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears where it's like, I can't stop. I have to make something of this. You know, I think the the pro and con to being a creative sometimes is, you know, we kind of embrace all the bad moments of our life. So everything is content to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh no, I just got robbed. Let's go write a song about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, let, let's, let's go make something out of this. So that I pride myself on being like a, a, a trampoline. It's like I, I go down and I'm coming right back up. Because every time I go down, I'm finding a way to jump a little bit higher down each time. You know, there's been times where, you know, I question like, you know, is doing this show, like investing as much as I invest in it, like, is it even worth it? Like, does anyone actually even care? Mm-hmm. Then like, you know, I have good episodes and good conversations that, or, somebody recognizes the work I'm doing and that makes me feel so good and so validated. And it just makes me be like, you know what? Um, I'm going to, that's going to be like why I'm going to work extra hard so that, you know, I never have to feel that, that doubt um, to the point where like, it makes me question even doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so that all being said, mm-hmm. How'd you become Playtime? <laughs> now, the transition from A. Will the Great to A. Will was very gradual, very natural, very just kind of, kind of almost like inevitable. But the transition from A. Will to Playtime was very abrupt, very out of nowhere, very random. Um, Honestly, man, the most honest answer I could give you is I woke up one day and like most people my age, the first thing I did was grab my phone. I went to Apple Music. I typed in a bunch of different names that I thought looked and sounded cool until I found one that wasn't used. And when I when I found it, I, it just went, you know, I just went with it as far as the name. But the sound and the feeling and all the music I've been making that change happened maybe a year ago, I would say. Not long after I dropped sweatpants in the summertime, I realized, you know what? I kind of enjoy this hybrid sound that I'm making a lot more than I do just sitting and writing a bunch of rap songs. You know what I mean? Just writing bars all day. I, I could do it, but it's not, it's, it wasn't giving me that feeling that I wanted. It wasn't as fulfilling to me. But when I go in the studio and I start singing and I start, you know, making these melodies and all these different types of hooks and catchy songs and things, you know, that's where I started really feeling my groove. And so last summer, I kind of felt like, you know, I need, like this music is changing. And then the pandemic happened 
and I was listening to all the music I was making or looking at all the music I was making. I'm like, you know, this just doesn't feel like a will. So that's why, you know, a lot of people got on me because I wasn't dropping a lot. I wasn't dropping much this year. But the reason for that was I just didn't feel like what the persona and, and just the, the image that I, I had already fit. It, like the con it just wasn't, it didn't mesh. So I said, I need to do something different with this music than I've ever done. I need to do something drastic because the change is drastic. I need to do something that's gonna really stick out like a sore thumb and really just show people this is something totally different from before. Hey, will the great, hey, will, you know, still rapping, still doing, you know, still sounds the same. Just, you know, just, it's just a little bit more of elevation. But this is like, we're going on a totally different path. Don't expect to hear or see the same things that you saw before. It's, it's very, very, it's a very hard line in the sand. Very distinct separation from, from what I was already working on. And that, that was more of the motivation than just the name change. It was, I really want something that's going to set me apart from myself. As far as look, as far, for other people to interpret because this music is just really, really different from anything I've been making. I, this is probably my biggest change, I feel like, in my life I've since, uh, I don't know. It's going from doing the writing to doing the music in the first place. That, there you go. It felt just like that. That's exactly what it felt like. Like this was gradual because you can hear it in the music from the very beginning that I've been kind of working towards this. But now I've found how I want to do it, why I want to do it, most importantly. And that is what, that was the moment it all changed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm glad, like, you know, you found, like, such a, um, you know, rejuvenation in your sound and the direction you're going in. And with that said, um, so your first song, as playtime that came out a couple weeks ago, God, you. Um, tell us about that one. Let's see. Guide You is a song I wrote when I was in Atlanta um, earlier this year. I made that at a friend's house and I loved the sample. I loved it. And honestly, one of the other things I've been doing as playtime since last year, I kind of gave up like physically writing music. I'm just writing words. It's been a lot more just feeling it and natural uh, as far as my recording process now. So, you know, I'll hear the beat and I'll just start making the song. And that's kind of how this one came about. You know, the words just kind of just kind of put them together. I wanted to play off a sample, but I also wanted to do something that was um, I felt like it was a good song to start out with because there's not really any rapping in it at all. You know, I'm giving you these bars. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but I'm not rapping it. I mean, it's a very good way to kind of set the standard for, hey, this is the direction that I'm going in now. That's why I guide you sounds the way it does. It's because it's, you know, for the first song, I want people to hear that, that big change that's being made. I want people to hear the separation. And, you know, it's not as much singing as I've, that I have in the stash. And it's nowhere near as much rapping as it used to be. So it's giving you kind of a good preview of, of where we're going, where it's a good mix of both, but you could tell it's different from what you've heard before. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Hi. Um, so with that said, um, yeah, man. Uh, so 
what are you working on now? You know, like what is, your, you know, yeah, yeah, you, uh, I'm putting you on the spot to tell us like, <laughs> what we can expect from you now. Um, well, I will give the people this update. So number one, I am now running my own record label. I signed myself to myself. So I am under Playhouse Records and I will be and I'm dropping all my music through Playhouse Records. So that's like my first first thing I've been working on is just trying to get all of the logistics and, and things like that done for Playhouse Records so we can get that off the ground. Um, a couple other smaller projects that aren't as massive as albums, but they give you quite a bit of quite a bit of content. I don't know if I want to call it an EP. I don't know if I want to call it a capsule. I, I don't know what the name of it is right now. I'm just really just trying to get as much out. I have a couple of collab projects with some people in the works. Um, been been trying to do a little bit of writing behind the scenes now too, and. Um, so yeah, man, as far as my music goes, I, another thing that I, you know, am making different from A Will is this playtime doesn't take too much time in between uh, releasing music. So I do have a song dropping. Once people hear this, I don't know, it might be out, but November 5th is when um, my next song is going to be coming out. And then after that, we're just going to keep the ball rolling. You know, I want to give people as much music as, as possible and as frequently as possible, but definitely am working on a few full-length project. Um, honestly, I could probably drop 10 albums for the next five years or whatever, but uh, I'm, I'm going to pace it out and see what I got. It's, it's just it's a lot to sit through. And that's honestly what holds me up so much is because I'll, I'll make a song, really, really like it, then make three, four more, really like those, and forget about the other song that I really like because now I'm 15 songs past that one. And after two weeks, that one song that's still fresh is like three months old in my head and nobody wants to hear an old song, even though nobody's heard the song already. So, <laughs> so I get keep on pushing things on the shoot. So that's- You get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Way too much, way too much. Especially because I record at home. So it's like, you know, just literally can turn on my computer, turn on the mic and just start recording. I don't have to kind of schedule time to record. So that's another pro and con about, um, about myself, but a lot of music comes in. A lot of music, lots and lots of music. Yeah, man, love to see it. Um, very excited for it. Um, my last question is, uh, so, um, well, it's kind of a two-parter. Like, um, were, so you, were you like, um, were you performing a bunch as as a will? Yeah, I, I was. Um, from probably 2017 till last year, uh, actually, 2017 up until about this year before the pandemic started, I was I was frequently performing I, I, all over the place, all over the state of Wisconsin, um, in Milwaukee, and Madison, Stevens Point, Whitewater, and, uh, just anywhere that likes music. In, in yeah, the yeah, anywhere that had a stage, I probably have been there um, or have been on that stage in some capacity. And Madison probably being that we went to um, back in January of this year is probably one of my favorite performances I've ever I've ever had. But yeah, I, and that's and to be honest with you, that's that's the most fun I have with the whole music process. Is, you know, I record the music, I mix the music, put it out, and everything. But once I get in front of people and there's a microphone in my hand. I turn into a whole different animal, a whole different beast. That's 
that's where my, that's my bread and butter right there. Before I ever recorded a song, I, I had always loved performing. So I've always loved being on stage. I've always loved big crowds, small crowds, just the energy I get from people when they when they experience what I can give them, you know, uh, that that's the most satisfying part about um, being an artist for me is, is having music, but performing the music. And that's one of my biggest focuses now is everything that you hear me drop, please believe that it was recorded with the intent of being performed in front of stadiums of packed people. That's kind of where all of my inspiration, quote unquote, is coming from. But yeah, I love performing. Hell yeah, dope. Well, awesome. That, well, my, my second part to that question is like, how well you um, kind of innovate your performances as playtime, you know, now that you've uh, rebranded and stuff, like how do you, uh, what are you excited for to be performing as playtime, you know, building off from what you've already, how you've already performed in the past? I have one of my biggest things that I'm looking forward to is so the the type of beats that I've been picking now, the type of music I've been making now is is a lot more. It's not as convoluted with so many words. I'm just giving people a bunch of words to digest. It's much more feeling. You know, it's a lot more melody. It's a lot easier for people to sing along to. It's catchier. Yeah. It's um, you know. It's it's hard, bro. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of hard, but uh, <laughs> but, but but like I I've I've been doing things with certain songs, like you know beat switches, beat changes, pitches, and I want to do things like just my production value on stage. I have so many different ideas. You know, I have like vocal production type of things that I've been working on and trying to trying to really fine tune, trying to work on my singing voice on stage and um. I really, really, really have like just sat in a in a room by myself and just thought about all of this stuff literally every single day. This is the only stuff I think about when I hear my song. It's just how I'm going to perform. So, and I just actually heard an interview recently um, where Reason from TDE was saying that he was speaking to Kendrick about uh, performing and writing and things like that. And Kendrick told him, you know, when you write a song, make sure you think about how you're going to perform it and how you're going to shoot the video for it you know so everything i've been doing is i, I would say cinematic as far as just the the scope of how I, I see the reaction to it but it's still very very musical as far as like it's it's still it's not out of the realm of what i'm trying to do it's not so big that it kind of overtakes itself it's I don't even know how to describe it right now, but please believe that it's like, man, I just, just know when the country opens back up, when they let me back on that stage, I will be, uh, I'll probably be crowd surfing and diving and, and <laughs> throwing water bottles on You're stage. You're going to be animated. Oh man, have lighters in the air and everything. I yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh yeah, man. I, I can't wait too. I, uh, I can't wait. And I'm also just very, uh, very much looking forward to just you know you basking in you know the new direction you're in and uh it, it definitely sounds like you know you're um you're evolving you're becoming more well-rounded in the way like you know you've always wanted to be mm -hmm. and uh yeah dude i got really excited for that for for you and for all the artists that are 
using this time, you know, the taking advantage of the time they've had this year, like in quarantine and shit, like how are we going to come out on the other side? So as we're closing out here, uh, um, tell me what keeps you up at night. Honestly, I have, I, I just have hundreds of ideas that just run through my head literally every moment of every day. There's never, there's never a time when I'm with my friends or people that I, I'm really close with where I'm not talking about something that I'm trying to do, want to do, or had a vision for or something like that. Yeah. I, I'm literally just always thinking about things that are going to take me, the team, my friends, everybody that's, that's helped me with this to the next level in some kind of way, big or small. That, that my mind races on a regular basis. And that's why, hey, that runs. And that's why when I wake up in the morning, if I don't have anything to do that day, like I said, first thing I do is I go to the computer, turn the mic on, find a beat, and just start recording because there's no time to be wasted. You know, it's one thing the quarantine has taught me is like, if you get even the slightest chance, the slightest chance to do something that's going to propel you or make you better, take full advantage of it. If I have to go to work at 12, please believe at 9.30, I'm making between 9.30 and 11.59, I'm doing as much recording, writing, mixing, producing, whatever it is that I can do. Or if it's making cover art, if it's making a new design, merchandise, it doesn't matter. I'm utilizing as much of that time before I have to not be around my space as possible. And I'm just dedicating as much as my my, my mind will allow me to, you know, I, I have literally recorded until I passed out. <laughs> like I've literally been in the studio and staying in front of the microphone and then just woke up the next morning, not even knowing what happened. Beats yeah. don't look like, <laughs> like I've done that before. So that's what keeps me up in there. It's just knowing that I could, I could do more. I could be better. I could hit that note better next time. I could say yeah. those words better next time. You know, that's what keeps me up. Hell yeah. If you, if you're eating, your people are eating too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm very big on we. I'm very big on just the whole idea of, a, um, you know, a team effort. Yeah, I have a sports background, so like I'm very team oriented when it comes. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. So like I make a song, my people hear it. You know, if they like it, we move forward. If they think it's not that hot, they got to have a very good reason why they don't like it. And then you know, if if it's valid, I take that criticism from them. People who know me, know my sound, know where I want to go with things, know what I'm capable of, and and um, I value their opinion and. you know, I make moves according, accordingly based on what they tell me. So, yeah, it's very, very big team oriented over here. You know, I, I am Mr. DIY when it comes to everything else. But when it comes to one thing I've learned the hard way is that you, you just can't do everything by yourself. Yeah. You know, as, right. as good as it feels, you have to you have to be able to, to um, get others involved. And that's. That's another thing that I've really been been growing on too. So yeah, it, it's big, big team vibes over here, bro. Big hey, team vibes over hell here. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's good to it's good for everyone to be specialized, you know. And that's that's part of you know collaboration and team efforts are, you know, ultimately like what makes the world go around. You know, it's what mm-hmm. makes it's the meaning of community. So like it's the meaning of a scene. So like. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone everyone can be specialized in their own way, and it's okay to not 
be the best in a particular area because you know that's that's what everyone's there for yeah, if there's something you can't do it's something that somebody else can so. yeah what puts you to sleep exhaustion falling <laughs> asleep at the mic and shit yeah <laughs> exhaustion man i i've been uh Last year, I had a wake-up call that I have to really learn how to pace myself. So this year, I've been trying to, like, not push myself to the extreme physically. But uh, honestly, though, I would probably say just, you know, I'm a perfectionist, but not to as much of a fault as I used to be. So I don't have to have every, like, I'm okay with things being okay now. You know what I mean? Not perfect every single time. So like, as long as I like whatever I did that day or, or I like whatever the outcome of the song I made, the photo shoots that we edit or the cover arts or the mixes, whatever, as long as I like the product, the results of my productivity from that day, I can sleep with a smile on my face. <laughs> Dope. Um, thank you for being on the show. Play time. This is awesome. No, 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 no. Thank you, man. I, this, I really am honored. Thank you. Um, you guys are breaking in and are always welcoming me with open arms, man. I appreciate all the love you guys show. It's, it it really does mean a lot, you know. It's only so many words you can type and say thank you, but honestly, the the appreciation is high, man. It really is. And man, y'all keep us busy. So <laughs> I thank you, everyone who's uh who creates and everyone who you know doesn't give up on their craft. You know, I thank them for you know just giving us stuff to be passionate about. So. For everyone watching, um, I'll be tagging. Um, I will be tagging, you know, a will, but also playtime. You know, the, the <laughs> new, the new shit, the new wave, and uh, looking forward to what he does next. Uh, shout out to Playhouse Records as well. Yes, 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 yes. Playhouse Records, thank you very much. Shout out to Ben, man. Shout out to Breaking the Interim. Uh, love what you guys are doing, man. And again, it's if there's no better time, it's playtime. Hey! Hey. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time.